And live. Okay, what the fuck is going on? It is I, Levitate, and we're doing another episode of Decompression. This week, month, whatever episode. I have two young fucking prodigies, NFT gods out here. We have Fawocious and Parrot. Parrotism on socials. Uh, these guys just had a nifty drop that literally broke records. They are defining the NFT world. It's fucking crazy. And Parrot is a long-term friend of mine. And Fawocious is a new friend of mine. And so we're going to talk about random shit. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. So without further ado, let's get into it. And let's go. Yo, yo. Hello. I'm going to take this off. Connor, my man. Hi, Connor. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to see you, Connor. Yes. (laughs) I don't know what to say. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, yeah, I think everything's good. We're recording. All right, yeah. For those of you who don't know, because why would you? We just went to dinner and had like a literally like the best meal I've had all year. It's really good, man. It feels good to, even though we were sitting outside technically undercover, it feels good to dine somewhere besides like my house <laughs> yeah dude, i feel that a million percent yeah i think i think i keep on telling andy about it and i was telling you the other night dude it's like fucking groundhog day honestly like it's get, i i think i had about eight months in me you know where i was like no this is fine like i work from home i don't care you know what i mean and then after it was like month 10 month 11 i was like dude i'm starting to go a little bit nuts you know that's a little cabin fever Little cabin fever. Yeah. That's when it really hit me. And I was like, dude, I don't know. It's, it started. Yeah. It's like, it's like definitely affecting me, you know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, I'm pretty good at like, um, I, I'm pretty introverted. Yeah. Not like around friends, but just like in public and stuff. Like I yeah. stick to myself most of the time or with close friends. And I've still been kicking it with close friends throughout this more carefully but yeah. like I don't I don't have any of that like go to a festival and see people I only see a few times a year yeah. which I like and that's like usually the dose of uh, socialization I need like festivals yep. club nights here and there that's like you know seeing all those faces and stuff that usually does it for me yeah. so I thought going into this I was going to be like totally fine and I was for a little bit but <laughs> yeah. I missed that yeah how have you felt? I mean it's weird because I was like, yeah, like you, like I can just bury myself into art. Yeah. And then I kind of realized my art was lacking <laughs> because I took inspiration from seeing people, even if I was at like the store yeah. and watching like people being weird. Yeah. But I didn't have that anymore. So I was like, dang. Yeah. All my art is about people. By the way, so because you know what you're looking at, if something looks off there, like if, if the mic starts to cut or anything like that, tell me because it's obviously behind me. Looks good to me. Fire. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I can see in your art people watching. Mm-hmm. Like I can see in your stuff, like it's almost like a take on like humans. Like just mm-hmm. like this is like a personality because there's so many faces, there's so many identities in your stuff. Like, I feel like that it looks like the internal monologue of someone people watching. Yeah. I can see that, too. I almost yeah. get, like, a caricature vibe from some of your work. Oh, yeah. Where it's, like, you see someone's, like, like you you'd be like, that person has weird ears. And then those ears end up in your art somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're telling me, like, for the beauty piece, you, like, 
read it. What was it? You read about Marilyn Monroe's hair products? Yeah, for like a I was day? like, what products in her hair? Like, how does it stay like that? Or like, yeah. is it real? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I like stuff like that because it just, like with jewelry, the way things shine, it's like, well, that's how you know it's real or that it's that. I'm like, I, yeah. I want that mm -hmm. in my art. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. We do something similar in 3D. Like some of my favorite stuff to do for creating like realistic materials is like finding the like reflection and refraction charts of like how does certain kinds of glass refract light. And yeah, there's yeah. a number for that. And you can just like plug that number in and be like, wow, that's photorealistic. <laughs> some of them I had to memorize for a while. Like a few of the important ones. Like I think like plastic was like one point the ior was like 1.5 or something like that because mm -hmm. like, i yeah i nerded out about that exact thing for a while where i was like okay cool like glass is like what the fuck was it it was like one point one point like three seven or something like yeah, that I like i so. remember like yeah. i at the time i remembered like the exact ones mm -hmm. yeah with corona you remember with corona everything had an ior like if i remember right with corona render Oh, I thought you were talking about the virus, bro. The virus. Yeah, <laughs> I was sitting here like, I was whoa. Like, Viruses have, yeah, I guess so. Indexes <laughs> yeah. of refra refraction. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly don't remember Corona rendered that much. I used it for probably four months. Um, That's it. Okay, for the listeners, like, here's the... Nathaniel put me on to everything. I mean, maybe besides Unreal Engine, but everything else like you that... You Octane before me, though. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, that's like the internet, you Everyone know what I mean? To talk to him, yeah. But all the fun shit, like a lot of the really good shit, like you put me onto Corona, you put me onto Arnold render. You put me onto like a lot of shit. You put me onto NFTs. <laughs> you put me onto. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Also, I want the listeners to know if you're watching this, knowing of Nathaniel from his work as an NFT artist, He's a longtime musician and he's really fucking talented. Thanks, bro. Really fucking talented. Yes. Yeah. Up until a few years ago, music was my shit. My only shit. Yeah. That I would do. I've been making beats for 13 years now. <sighs> he's 25. That You would be 12 when you started? Yeah. Actually, I might start when I was 11, but like my birthday's right around this time. So I don't, I don't know. It was like fifth grade. I started making beats. That's so wild. I was I was 16 and I was like I shit you not like I, I had the most toxic mentality when I was 16 I was like dude I am excuse my language I was like dude I'm gonna get so much pussy <laughs> that was like that was exactly where my brain went like just such a piece of shit I was like dude I'm gonna get so much ass from this and like of course my music was trash and I think it did the exact opposite because so, I was like rapping like it was oh so bad oh my god yeah dude, that's why I started making beats too I heard music on the radio and I was like I wanna be a rapper but I'm like white and live in like a pretty like small like town, island town. Like there's not much story to rap about here. Were you Bainbridge Island? No, Vashon. Vashon. Yeah. Oh, that's like the, isn't that like the hippie island? That's like, yeah. That's it's known for like good weed and hippies. I have a lot. <laughs> yeah. I have multiple friends who did acid on Vashon, yeah. Vashon Island. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's fucking great. So. Victor. Yes. Break it down for me. You you come from Vegas. Then what happened? Like, he just, not here. We're not in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So, so for the listeners, because I think like, like I've been following you on Twitter for a minute and I popped in, I think, well, I saw you in Super Rare a while ago, but mm -hmm. the time when I started like following you, I was like, this is a really eccentric kid. 
and I'm fascinated. But like, I don't personally know knew I didn't know know that much about you prior to meeting you. Mm. You know, so I think like if anyone else is in the same shoes that I was, like I kind of want to know. You've already told me personally, but like, you grew up in Vegas, right? Right. Okay, so then art started. Tell me from there. In, in regards, in regards of like what happened, what has happened with the NFT stuff, and where you're at now, and um, so like brief life story. That's what I mean. Uh, <laughs> with I art. would I would make paintings, I would put them up on my website, and they sold. And a collector who bought one of my paintings emailed me, said, yeah. "Oh boy, I love your paintings. I have them in my house. When you ship me the paintings, you put a certificate of authenticity." Super cool. I care about authenticity as well. Let me tell you what a non-fungible token is. <laughs> and introduced me to the space, told me to go apply to Super Rare because he wanted more of my work, yep. but in an NFT format. And I said, it won't hurt me to try. Yeah. And so I checked it out. I applied. And it's crazy because back then, applying really fast now yeah. we all got in uh, yeah i got it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now like it, it, it the space is blown up when you apply months to wait or you don't hear back at all yeah yeah, yeah. and i don't know that's how that started beautiful <laughs> i just want to point out how cool it is that victor would send out certificates of authenticity with his original paintings it's like you you were on that shit like you were on the the premise <laughs> of it before yeah. you even knew what an nft was in I, my I, I brain, never think about that. it was yeah. like, fake it till you make it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I was like, I want someone to think, like I bought a nice printer and all this stuff. And I was like, I want someone to get one of my paintings and not know I'm this kid in my bedroom. Like I want yeah. them to think I have a whole company behind me. I love that. But it was just me. <laughs> yeah, that is like, okay, I always got to double check that. <laughs> but that is like the coolest thing. And I was telling you the other night, like I just found, cause I found your website after I deep dove on you. Like I've, I've for the listeners, I've already gone on this whole rant with Victor, but I've, I found your website cause I deep dove on you. And then like, I saw that you'd been doing it before the NFT stuff. And I'm like, this, this kid is like, is literally like just being a fucking artist. Like, <laughs> whereas like a lot of people in the space exist on the internet like i i guess this is even like speaking especially speaking for myself i just like exist on the internet as a digital artist like that's just what i do the concept of like i'm actually like going to start my own art business was like so abstract to me but like ambitious young you like made a website and just did that like sent it yeah. which is like honestly just so fascinating thank you and that's part of the reason that's the part of the reason that like it's not like, it's almost not surprising that you're in the situation that you are now. Cause it's like, dude, when I was like 16, 17, like whenever you started that, like the fuck was I, I was like skating every day. I wasn't doing shit like that. You know what I mean? It's cool. It's cool as fuck to see you for sure. Man, thank you so much. Everyone yeah. go to Fuocious's website. Oh my God. Actually, I was going to, oh, I was going to sneak one by you. I totally forgot to do this. I was going to sneak one by you and buy merch before we went oh. to dinner. But I got no. I got caught Don't up in do that. It. Oh my god! You know what happened? <laughs> what happened? Okay, so on my website, I made the homepage like saying like Fawoshis is busy, all that stuff. Yeah. I didn't realize I didn't deactivate the rest of like the shirts, the prints. Oh no! And when the Nifty Drop happened, my store sold so many prints, and I got so many emails, and I was like, "What happened?" 
and a collector posted a the uh, shoes they bought from me. Yeah, and put the link to the shoes, and so it linked. You could click on the rest of the website, and everything was still active. And so my emails were just bing, 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 all these sales. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to go through individually <laughs> and click refund, refund. Oh refund. no! Oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> That's what you said something about that in the car. You're like, oh, speaking of selling out. And that's, I didn't even know that happened. Oh, no. Jesus. I just know that Fuel merch sells out like that because I was like, Fuel, I want a Fuel hat. Or like, I want a shirt, which I do. I think I'm rock, rocking one right now, but the super rare one. Oh, yeah, look yeah, at yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that shit's hard. That shit's hard. I looked. I should have gotten a few of these. Uh, they're like a hundred bucks. One of uh, there's a hundred editions. There's people it. on Rarible like selling. I don't even know what they're doing. Yeah, I like start. I bet that shit'll hit Grailed. You'll get like oh you'll God. get like a Grailed resale on that. That was stuff. with the Artifact Studios. Were like, if this gets on StockX, like that's how we know. <laughs> no, it will though. Actually, yeah. yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. Like if it if it's not already on Grailed or StockX. That's why I bought two pairs of shoes because I want to rock one and enjoy it and like, you know, take it out for like fancy, fancy dinners or something. And just be people like, what are you wearing? That's <laughs> sick. I'll be like, what's your shoes? And then I want to <laughs> keep one just in mint condition that like I can put it in like a glass case or something like people do it or like on the wall. Yeah. So I yeah, yeah. People do the sneakers. I've never been a sneaker dude, but I just see that in like people, the background on people's videos. Yeah. I feel like that's a good place to keep Porsche shoes. Dude, get the, get the levitating thing. I don't know what that is. Dog. Oh, it's some like Instagram ad spam bullshit, but it's so <laughs> sick. It's so sick. Someone built this magnetic thing that like, okay. it's like, so it's oh. like an electromagnet, but you put the other magnet in inside the shoe, the shoe yeah. and it floats in midair. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah it's like literally levitating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what you got to do. That shit would be so hard. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> some collectibles I've always wanted to make because like, Personally, I collect skateboard decks. I don't have them hanging because I need to like make a fucking like shelf or whatever in my room. But I have like, what is it like? Probably eight, like pretty like not even rare, but just skateboard decks that I really like. There's only two of them that I have that are rare, but like the other ones, I just really like them, you know? Like I got, do you know the artist Jesse Draxler? He does stuff that looks like that, but like, Word. yeah, like that's beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the print is really up res though. The camera can't see it, but anyone that's here can see that there's pixels in there. I like it though. Like if you didn't say that, it's like it, that's part of. It looks it intentional. Is. Yeah. Thanks. So like, thanks. Don't trip. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I've always wanted to do is to do a skateboard drop. Like yeah. that would be my thing. Is it, like if I could and I could fund I'd it and make it too. like do well. Yeah, I always wanted to do a drop of skateboard decks that I designed. And then like do like prints on them and they would be like limited edition. That would be the coolest fucking thing to me. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Dude, I have some cool skateboard merch. Not merch, but like Mikey Thompson signed my wallet. Fire. When I was in like seventh grade. Mikey Taylor or Thompson? It was Mikey Taylor. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but I, I just like brought that shit to school every day as my wallet and eventually yeah. his signatures wore off of it. <laughs> and then like oh. one time I was skating at a competition at skate barn. Are you ever go to skate barn? Andy used to a lot. Yeah. Because I was I, skate park, bro. I didn't live in Washington at that time. Yeah, so. then it, it closed uh, I don't know, ten years ago or something. Yeah. And I was doing a skate comp there. And I broke my wrist doing this jump. 
real bad. And then I, I was in shock, so it didn't hurt. I just like saw my wrist and it was fucked up. Yeah. And so I can f- try to finish my run. And then, no way. Yeah. With a bro- oh wow. And okay. then they were like, try the jump again. And I was like, nah. And they're like, <laughs> oh yeah. And then I started like feeling the pain and being like, oh, this really hurts. And so I got picked up by my friend's mom. But in that time, like the pro skaters that were there running the competition were like, respect. Here's a signed deck from us. Oh, and then oh I shit. forget who who it was. I think it was uh maybe a birdhouse board or something like that. Nice. And uh, I just skated it after that. And I was just like, oh, so fucked up deck, dude. Oh, I had, no. Like, I had like no respect for collections back then. <laughs> That's what um, I was talking with Taylor about that same thing. Because ta- what did he get? Taylor is still, like I was telling you, he's the owner of Alpha Motif. Yes. We're all also going to do a podcast pretty soon here. Um, but it, what was it? So he got a skate deck that was like, rare or something like that i don't remember why it was rare but he got like a pretty rare one like recently and i was like dude you should hang that shit up and he's like i he skates like hard like he is still to this day he's like 28 years old going the fuck in like in really good respect yeah and so but he's like he's like dude i can't collect skateboards like it's impossible because he's like i look at it and i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna skate that like that's what's gonna happen yeah and i mean he probably breaks one like once a month you know like if, sure. if not even but yeah so he's just like all that they're all disposable to me like i'm just gonna go run through those things yeah but for me i don't skate hard anymore me either so i'm just like like i got the first two like this is why i say they're they're rare. the two decks i have that are rare are the first two and maybe only alpha motif decks nice. and they would be like first edition because like yep. they're direct from taylor so as his cut co- his company is like pretty big at the moment but when it gets like big 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 then it's like pff, that's fucking some shit that you know super tight very proud of those ones yeah i could probably collect skateboard decks now i don't i probably skate a few times a year now in the summer when it's nice out i'll go yeah. to the park for a day um you still got tray flips right I don't know. Don't put me on the spot like that, bro. This <laughs> <laughs> has been a minute. Yeah. Probably, probably. I could probably probably bust out a trifle. Not first try. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. But like, if I get warmed up or something, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, fakey varial flips, though. Probably still got those on lock. Tight. Tight. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't know. A few years back, bro, I was trying to do like this handrail style thing at a skate park and like uh, board slide it and uh board went out from under me and i tried catching myself on my feet and like probably broke my foot oh my god and i just like walked it off for a few weeks oh but like after that i was like it took so long to recover compared to when i was a kid and i just thrashed myself so hard and i was like it's not worth it to like do like a handrail like (laughs) anymore that was dude (laughs) i ran into that snowboarding man or like just seven stair staircases or something like no need to throw my body down a fucking nine foot drop like that like, oh yeah no what's the y- point of that i'll just do a tray flip <laughs> straight up i did I, last time i or last time i went snowboarding and i was actually like riding because the last time i like fell really early but i was riding i did a back three on a jump i did a three over this like normal size park jump and i was like that was genuinely fucking terrifying i'm like 27 years old i'm like that was scary as hell wait bro i could have died yeah like, i was like dude if i get hurt like i can't go to work like i can't work on shit like i'm gonna be hurt you know did you ever get into did you ever get into like skateboarding or like riding riding boards or anything like that no but one time i thought if i took a walmart bag and held it over my head and i jumped off the stairs it would hell be a yeah. parachute 
Wasn't. I sprained my ankle. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and that's the only injury I've ever had. The only injury you've I'm ever afraid, had. I'm afraid, like, skateboard, like, even anything, I'm always like, I don't want, my biggest fear is breaking my wrists. I yeah. saw Doctor Strange yeah. and seeing that in his hands, that's my <laughs> biggest fear. That's absolutely my biggest fear. Like, yeah. one time I rolled in my bed wrong, and I <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I can tell you breaking your wrist fucking sucks. Yeah, it's a weird feeling. It's, it's a weird feeling. It's not a good feeling. <laughs> I broke one of these wrists. I don't really remember which one. I'm assuming it was my right, because it would make more, that's like my dominant wrist, so I think it was my right. Yeah, it's a weird feeling. It feels hot. Like you're, it, it's weird. It's like as if someone held like a hot knife inside the ar- inside of your arm. It's not good. It's a yeah. It's a weird sensation. You have to have a cast. I hated casts. They gave me a brace because oh, I okay. I it was like a clean. It was simple. Oh, yeah. yeah. I broke my growth. So like when there's this growth plate at the end of your yeah. arm right here, and it broke and slid out, and it wasn't out of the skin, but it was like pushing on the skin. <laughs> no. And I had to go oh, to the ER. No. And one doctor, they like numbed the hell out of my yeah. arm, so I couldn't feel anything. One doctor pulling as hard as he could like this. Other doctor pulling on my shoulder the opposite direction. Third doctor with his thumbs pushing it back into place. And I had to have a cast for like six weeks after that. And I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know if you can hear this, but they can hear that. They can hear that. Every yeah, time, bro. Yeah. Oh wait, actually, I was telling y'all about my sternum the other night. I bet. It- oh. Are we good? Yeah. Solid. All right. Yeah, I was telling you all about, about my sternum the other night. I bet I got one in me right now. Oh, my God. No. no. Ugh, I heard, like, the smallest. That's little. like, uh, dude, this morning it was fucked. Like, that, it was so ironic because I was. Sample and make a snare drum. Honestly, it would, <laughs> it would snap. It was super fucked because I, I remember I was, like, telling you guys last night. And so when I woke up, I was like, oh, I bet I got a good one. And it's just, like, the most, like, it's always, like, the gnarliest, just, like, like full-blown, like, pop. But so yeah, it's hurt. drum, bro. I'm telling you, feels it's feels really good actually. Oh my, yeah, it's weird. Release. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, so besides art, I want to know. I want to know about you, Victor, because Uh-oh. you're you're surprisingly like as open as you are on the internet. I think it's like something about that <laughs> leaves a lot of questions asked. <laughs> like I was like, I don't know this guy. Like you're so open, but I don't know. I can't explain it. There's a lot of questions that are unanswered. Oh, so, ask away. So besides art, like hobbies, what are you into? You're you're telling me earlier that you like Mac Miller. Yes, I do. Mac Miller and jazz in yes. general. Yeah. Hell yeah. But I don't know if that's a hobby, right? I mean, you know, music interest. I see. Oh. But hobbies besides art, what do you got? I'll be honest with you. It's really bad. It's probably unhealthy. I don't do anything. Like all I do is art. Like I can't even play video games because I'm like, yeah. like, how dare you like <laughs> like i'm like go make art but also yeah. like i was playing breath of the wild on my switch yeah and it was so beautiful i'm like this looks like a painting yeah and i was appreciating the art but also anytime i have fun i'm like how like stop <laughs> dude i feel that <laughs> yeah there's something to that it i think it seems unhealthy but it's like i think it, it's healthy though like it honestly like it's unhealthy in a sense of like there's kind of this stigma I think everyone has where it's like, you got to take some time for yourself and enjoy life. The way that I look at it is I'm like, I'll do that when I'm like, art is more enjoyable to me personally. Like being satisfied with art is more enjoyable to me than like going on a vacation. Mm. Cause I'm like, that's fulfilling, mm-hmm. you know? 
So I don't know, man. I don't think I don't think motivation like beyond, you know, the fun stuff is like unhealthy per se. But definitely you got to decompress every now and then. Yeah, like fun, like everything fun to me, like has to do with art. Like even when Nathaniel said, do you want to come to L.A. with me and like do this podcast and just hang out? Yeah, I was like. Oh, they came here, by the way. They flew from fucking Seattle. To do, <laughs> yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. And for a second, I was like, I don't know because I, I have all this art stuff I need to do. But I was like, but if I go, I can use that as inspiration for my art. Like, yeah. yes, it'll be really fun, but the fun will translate to my art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, that's how I think of everything. I'm like, will this somehow translate to art? Yes. Yep. Like with movies. I'll be halfway through a movie and I'm like, I need, I should go work on this piece. Why am I? But I have to force myself to like sit there and be like, okay, watch how it ends, how they end the story so that you can put that in your art. Yes. I get, I get like the vast majority of my inspiration from like movies, honestly, (laughs) or small film, like short films. Movies are like the one thing that are like really good TV shows are like the one thing that like, I don't really play video games either because I feel guilty about it where I'm like, I just spent three hours and there's no, it's like instant gratification yeah. while you're doing it. But afterwards, there's no gratification versus art where the instant gratification is still there during the process. Yeah. It's almost like working out or something where it like, you just go through the motions, do this thing and afterwards for the whole day, you just feel calm and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Yes. And video yeah. games don't do that for me. Movies, though, are, like, one thing where, like, I can watch them and I can, like, listen to the music and be inspired by the music and how it plays with your emotions. And I can watch yep. the cinematography and the, depending on what kind of movie it is, the special effects and the CGI and yeah. like, all that kind of stuff. And I can, like, find ways to relate it back to my art or my music. And I, I can find a way to where, like, there is some kind of satisfaction at the end of it. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it has to do, especially, like, your kind of art because it it is inherently like cinematic you know and it's not it how do i put it with your stuff it's either it's either there the story is entirely left up to the viewer yeah. or it's so specific that this is just one moment in time yeah. which i like about it. like if, for instance the crystal pieces like the portraits of of like figures per se mm-hmm. that's just one moment in time mm-hmm. and then your landscape stuff your large scale stuff is like this can be anything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think like in order to get that kind of that kind of like perspective for expression, you got to think of you you need inspiration from other stories mm-hmm. and bigger pictures and like, you know, tales and like crazy shit like that. And I think like for me, that's where I I see in your stuff. I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's got to be pulling from movies. Like you got to be watching movies and that kind of stuff." Yeah. There's never really anything specific for movies and stuff like yeah a lot of pieces i've been doing lately people have been like this reminds me of the movie annihilation oh yeah it's a great movie i've yeah. seen that movie but when i'm making those pieces i'm not thinking of annihilation yeah and then but i could now like looking back or like the glowy deer series i did people were like this reminds me of harry potter like the patronus and i was like oh yeah i can totally see that but like yeah. maybe that's where it came from but i don't know <laughs> dude i know exactly what you're saying so yeah, dude, with my with my stuff, it's always I always just chalk it up to being way too deep to pull out in the moment. I'm like, I know this came from something. Like yeah. I know it is like one specific thing, whether it be like from when I was nine years old and my like sister was watching an anime in the next room or some shit like that. Yeah. Just something some, though. Yeah, something landed in there and I'm like, something's giving me those stories. 
but i think i think art as a whole i don't think anyone like really like sh- like shits out art from thin air you know i think no, it no all way. comes from somewhere yeah. like yeah Definitely. who i think what was it angel might have been talking about this in the last pod- podcast but david bowie said something along the lines of like how he's a chameleon he like yeah. looks at it like he's more of a chameleon and he's kind of like taking from everything around him and just sh- shifting into that position and like taking that identity for a moment mm-hmm. and and channeling that and i think like even like with abstract stuff like that you're probably pulling from like five million different things but they're just getting put in a blender and like i mean absolutely weirdly i feel like science like i love to listen to science podcasts yeah and i listened to this one science podcast where it was like someone studying i don't know your brain and how you recognize faces yeah and there's only so much you can do to a face before you can't recognize it anymore yeah and talking about all their studies and so like i feel like my art i'm like how much can I mess with this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where you like it. Yeah, yeah. And it can be crazy, but also it feels familiar in a weird mm-hmm. way. Oh yeah. Like the faces are still in there. Mm-hmm. And and you and it's still you still relate to like maybe a person you've seen or a character you've seen, and it does make you feel like weirdly enough, I get like a Ren and Stimpy feel out of your stuff. Yes. Like as random as that is. Like I don't know why, but like it's the structure of the faces, I think. Yeah. Like it reminds me of that era of cartoons where it was very like, like dirty caricature, you know. Yeah. But all, at the same time, you have insane colors in it. Whereas like that is very unlike Ren and Stimpy, where it's mm. like now we're in like psychedelic, but not <laughs> quite psychedelic, more like zany, which I love. But yeah, I definitely get that because it does make you feel a type of way. Mm-hmm. And I also with your stuff, I think that's like what's definitely prominent about it is it because it's abstract and it's very like it's very like unapologetic in a sense you just that feeling you're right there you know what i mean what however you feel about it it's like uh, i know exactly how i feel about this piece Mm -hmm. like from the from the jump whereas like with your stuff there's like like i was saying like there's a story that you can make up you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you make shit you make shit that i feel like you could look at for like 15 minutes and be like and start noticing nuances in the trees and be like oh like i this seemed like it was gloomy at first but now it's like very pretty Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah, dude. I can't wait until you get into like longer format stuff though. Yeah. I'd love to make a movie someday, man. Yeah. Dude. I, I'd love to like like I I don't know what the story is yet. And yeah. that's why I think like you said, like some of it's so left up to the viewer. So yeah. Most of the time I'm just trying to convey an emotion. You yeah. Know? Or like a, a sense of wonder or or some sense of like nostalgia or some like weird contrasting thing. Yeah, but I know there's a story in there somewhere that I can tie together and like make into like, I'd love to do like a video game. Same. Or like, Same. or like a movie. I think what I love about movies is it's a combination of like three forms of of storytelling. There's yeah. like the the narrative, the words themselves, almost like a book. Yeah. And then there's the music which sets the mood, and then there's the visual components of it. I think music gets slept on the most with movies. For sure. Not by me, but right, by right, right. Anyone else. Yeah. I, swear. <laughs> I don't yeah. think people understand music. Yeah. I don't think I don't think a lot of people understand like Like score if you music. played a movie without sound, like music, it would not be the same at all. It would also be the most awkward thing ever. Like yeah. even if the cinematography is beautiful and They'd the dialogue. Be like, no. Yeah. 
The music, yeah, that's it. it just, yeah. Music like sets the pacing. It yeah. sets the the mood. It sets suspense. Like it tells you what just happened and what's coming next and what's currently going on and like what it like subconsciously tells you what to expect and like lulls you into the story heavily. Heavily, it's like it's not, and it's not like it's holding your hand through it, but it it doesn't. The piece isn't really like complete without that. I never noticed that until I started like making like fi- like filming shit and trying to put something together. And then I realized like after like I'd done a few like composite projects and that kind of stuff. It it all it it was weird. It's like even short story stuff feels like a music video. You know what I mean? Like it even when I'm like making it, I'm like, well, this has to kind of still be a music video in the weirdest way. Mm-hmm. Because without that, without that tone being set by the music, I mean shit, not even just film stuff. Like even with renders and shit. It's like if I just played a render with like Foley sounds, like if it was just like some scene from like the legacy thing with like Foley sounds, it would just be so uncomfortable, you know, mm-hmm. it would just be like, Oh, I'm looking at some like cyborg shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that that's like extremely encompassing of, of movies. Speaking of which tales from the fucking loop, man, dude, dude, we were like basically crying at each other in Facebook DMs about that show. Dude, <laughs> like that is, that was fucking beautiful, man. I like, and what, who, how was it? I think like I think I think we both simultaneously found it at the same time. Yeah. Or did you send it to me? I think we both found it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I don't remember. Because I've been obsessed with Simon Stalinhag stuff for a minute. Dude, side so. note, I saw him like really hating on NFTs on Twitter the other week and Dude. it broke my heart so much, man. That's not what I want, man. Really? Sorry to bum me out like that. He called it a pyramid scheme, and I was like, "Oh, dude! Oh no, you're breaking hearts! Breaking hearts right now!" It's okay, man. It's his his art's fucking beautiful, and and it doesn't matter. And I'm sure he's a wonderful person too. It's just I hope so. There's a lot of misinformation and uh, wild stuff out there about NFTs. Well, tell us about it. (laughs) About about how it's not a pyramid scheme. I, th- I think why people think it's a pyramid scheme is one. Well, even regardless, it's not. For, it's for, not. But <laughs> I mean, I want to know. I would, tell, tell me your thoughts. Overbearing thoughts that more people should know about NFTs. All right. Well, also, can I hit that thing? Yeah, sure. Thank you, brother. So, I mean, I was doing NFTs. You was doing NFT, NFTs before me. I was doing NFTs and I stuck with it. My first sale doing NFTs was in... June of this last year before anyone really knew about it. And I read, read up about it and it yeah. was like art on the blockchain. I said, that sounds pretty cool. Just like theoretically speaking, because I've always been interested in block t- blockchain technology. I found out about Bitcoin in like 2011, 2012 yep. with like the Silk Road and all that stuff. And I just like, like weird parts of society like that pique my interest, man. It's like of such course. a different so different from the norm where it just like sucks me in and i I never bought any bitcoin but i just like paid attention to it and i said this is really cool i was like i never thought that like money could be different it was just one of those things that's been ingrained in society where like money is money is money and sidebar sorry to cut you off but did you see that video of the guy buying buying a pizza with what would be 500 million dollars worth of bitcoin now that was (laughs) the craziest video that tripped me out anyway yeah 
So, you know, I've always been interested in cryptocurrencies and blockchains because it's like it changes the narrative of society in a sense where yeah. like money is this thing and it causes problems and it makes the world go around or like what the fuck ever. Yeah. And the fact that like someone could invent a different kind of money and people could use a different kind of money on the Internet. I was like, that's just wild, bro. That sounds like the future. Yeah. And so from, from a young age, you know, probably like 14 years old when I heard about it. Um, I was like, this is going to like be the standard in like 20, 30, 40, 50 years, some Blade Runner shit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was just like, of course, this makes sense. This makes sense. This is where society's moving. Um, never, I never, I bought like a hundred bucks worth of Bitcoin in 2017 or 2018. Like, but it's like, I tried trading stocks before too. It's just my brain. If I don't, if I'm not fully passionate about something, I just can't stick with it. Same, yeah. Like art and music, um, I'd, I'd rather do that every every day and be broke and like whatever because that's the only thing I fucking care about at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. And so cryptocurrencies, as much as it interested me, it was not something that I could be like, ooh, I'm going to trade this for this and hold this Bitcoin and just like the whole thing. Just it wasn't quite there for me. Yeah. When I found out about NFTs, I was like, okay, that bridges the gap now because it, it takes something that it's the, one of the only things I care about and now there's this extra layer of shit that I find interesting about it. Yes. So that's, you know, when I discovered it, I was like, it, it piqued my interest enough to dive in further. Um, and I, pro I said June, that's when I applied for Super Rare. I probably didn't get my first sale for a few weeks after that. And it was for 30 bucks. Yeah. And I said, sick, I'm going to buy dinner tonight with that. Like, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, this is art I'm already making. The fact that I can buy dinner from this, super sick. And so the more I looked into it, though, um, and saw like the potential of what you can do with it. My favorite thing about NFTs is um, like, sure, authenticity is tight. Proof of ownership is cool. The fact you can own something digital. I get that. That's super tight. Yeah, and I think it's going to have a lot of changes um, or I don't know if changes, but it's it's going to affect the way we look at ownership at, at a mass That's scale. the biggest thing for me. Yeah. yeah. And that's cool. I love that. And that's one of the reasons I'm really bullish on NFTs. But the coolest part about it for me was that NFTs themselves, the blockchain can be a medium. Mm -hmm. So these things like, like these uh, websites like async where it's like programmable art and it's using the blockchain to change layer states and the owner of a layer can change what the artwork looks like. That's sick. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, I got a project coming out, I think, in a week or two on async. Dude. And I don't know when this podcast comes out. It's probably it'll it'll probably be out after that. Okay, cool. So yeah. I'll just dive into it. It's cause yeah, yeah, cause this is this is stocked. I think because I'm doing Omar's right after yours too. So right. that'll be like like five in the chamber or something like cool. that. Cool. Perfect, yeah. man. I'll just I'll just spill the beans then. So it's yeah. uh, it's probably out now. Hope hope it did well, guys. Right, right. <laughs> Woo! Congratulations! Uh, congrats, yeah. <laughs> so it, I've been working on it since like September with my homie Kron. Wow. So he does, um, you know, GAN scans. It's like the AI uh, artificial yeah. neural networks. Oh, dude, I remember you like tweeting about this. Actually, yeah, yeah it's, dude, it's been in the works for a while. And so he, I, AI, another thing like cryptocurrency, where I, it's piqued my interest. I watch YouTube videos about AI all day long. But yeah. I'm not gonna sit down and learn how to code AI because I don't know how to code, and there's like I'd rather do art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it interests me, man. So I, I started talking with this dude Kron in September, and he was like, "I love your art. 
And I was like, cool, what do you do? And he was like, I do like neural networks and stuff. He was like, I didn't know how to do this a year ago when Corona hit. Me and my buddies said, let's spend all of this time learning how to code neural networks. So he, does, he already knows how to code anything else besides neural networks. And I was like, I fucking love that, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's the kind of like ambition and drive I love in people. Yeah. And so we just started talking and he was like, uh, here, dude, send me a bunch of your art and I'll make like a specific GAN for it. Yeah. And run only your art through it. Train this to print out images only of your art and like mix it all together and stuff. Because you did every day for a year. So you have 300 pieces. Of yeah. Art. I sent him like 500, almost 600 renders. Oh my God. Yep. Which was like enough of a data set. I don't even think I have that in my back catalog. Dude. That's insane. <laughs> so it's a lot of work. And like, uh, but it's, it's also different too. Like some of it's like cities, some of it's landscapes, some of it's portraits, some of it's abstract shit. Yeah. So what came out of it was really interesting. That was a combo of all this stuff. But like the colors and shapes, I could look at it and be like, I, like if I squint my eyes, that looks like my like we had a bunch of them next to each other. I'm like, I squint my eyes, that looks like my Instagram from a year ago. If you like look at the grid view. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, yeah. And so I, we were bouncing ideas back and forth, and I was like, okay, this is cool, but how do we make this a project, right? Yeah, because like it's cool having this like machine spit out like renders, but the renders themselves weren't like quite like like almost they're like a novelty to it. Right, right, right. It wasn't like this is a game changer. I'm like, how do we make this a game changer? So we uh, said, all right, let's uh, work on a project for async. We finished the project before we sent it to async. Okay. Um, and we we're just like banking that they'd like it. <laughs> which, yeah, which they did. Sick. And so, um. Basically, what it is is I, you know, sent his to his GAN. He just named it Felix. So I sent Felix this AI, all this art, and it put out all this out- outputs of it. We picked our favorite three, and then built. Uh, I made a template and of a room with a figure in it and a frame on the wall of that room, and put one in there built it themed a room out from there like backwards like yeah yeah the whole room out like and we decided like you know what's this represent blah 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 blah. and the second one themed a room out third one themed a room out oh yeah yeah and so now it's all interchangeable so you can change the paintings you can change the rooms you can change all this stuff with the layer changers and async dude and so we're like that's cool but how do we now like create a narrative around this yeah and make it more than just like uh, that's like another level of novelty which is cool and that's something that like you can do on the blockchain it's these layer states and so the is the project's called the conversation because i'm conversating with this ai the ai is conversating back with me and then we release it and now we have a conversation with the collectors. So the, yeah, collectors, dude. the collectors then, basically whoever owns the layers gets to show the art how, how they wish. They're like the final interpreter of the conversation. I love that. And so the collectors now become artists in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, we have this whole thing set up and we're going to do a second run of the conversation where if you change a layer state in the first conversation, it like respectively changes a different thing in the second conversation. So it's yeah. like this domino effect and we're going to do all these different layers. So we want it to be like this really long-term project where like a lot of art doesn't have interactability through time with it. Okay. And that's one of the cool things about NFTs is because it's on the blockchain stored on the blockchain forever. Basically you can change something in this first state. So we do the conversation. It's a certain configuration of all the different layers. Yeah. And then Say like someone's kid, the collector's kid, and 20 years from now, he gets gifted it. He changes something. Maybe there's 10 other conversations, 20 other conversations out there that we've done. 
the kid changes something and watches every other one change. Yo, <laughs> that's crazy. That is so fucking cool. I've been waiting for something like that to to actually like I didn't even know about async. So this is mind blowing. You should check out async. Yeah. Yeah, because I knew something like that was possible because I seen like Pack try to. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to don't I don't even mean to say try, but like I I've seen Pack do some somewhat like yeah, yeah, some yeah. things that are reactive like mm-hmm. that, you know, and like. But I'm always thinking, like, even watching those roll out, I'm like, I feel like you can do more. You know, like, I feel like more. there's more interacti- interactivity yep. there. That's fucking cool. Yep. That's cool as hell. And right now we're building a chat bot with GTP3. Yeah. Which, if I don't know if you're aware of that, that's, like, um, a really powerful AI that, um, and I'm not the AI dude here, Karan is. <laughs> so yeah. sorry if I butcher this. But it's a language-based AI. Gotcha. And basically, it's like can almost pass the Turing test when you talk to it. Oh Jesus! It's just through through the chat. <laughs> That's it, terrifying. It's really terrifying. And is you, that the Google? Is that the Google? The the bit like I think it's Google. Yeah. Yeah. Google's, Google's OpenAI is the platform it runs on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's crazy, bro. Like you can like say you want to sign a contract for something, right? And the lawyer gives you this like crazy stack of papers. You scan that, put it through this thing, and it will condense everything to layman's terms. Like, Dude. just like layman's terms. That's Dude. crazy. Fast. And that's just like one of the things. I saw this crazy video where these people- I can't wait until I don't like have to pay a lawyer for it. Exactly, bro. Although I love Chris. Shout out Chris. We'll, Chris we'll, is great. <laughs> we'll do it with like medical text too. Yeah. Um, and uh, I saw this crazy video of this, these guys built this app based on this uh, API where it um, they're like, I want a website that looks like flickr.com, but it's about like customer management. Yeah. And then they click, okay, and it just builds it. And then you're like, I want some customer reviews. Boom, there's like fake customer reviews at the bottom. And it looks professional. Like you pay someone a grand or two to make a website like that. What? And you just say like, I want like a website that is like Instagram, but only for photos of cats. And it will like just draft it up for you immediately. Wow. It's crazy, dude. That's terrifying. But that being yep. said, yeah, so we're making a chat bot with yeah. that that's trained on our project. Yeah. So Karan's like telling this chat bot all about our project and then we're putting it online and uh, you're going to be able to like talk with this and ask it questions about our project and hopefully it will answer correctly and not speak out gibberish. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got like a rough draft going right now. It's pretty cool. I feel like your stuff already looks like it's coming from an AI. <laughs> Trying my hardest. Yeah. No, but when you told me that idea, well, just when you told me you were working with Quran, I was like, whoa. Because yeah. NFTs, like, I look at Picasso and Basquiat and all like the big names, and they all did something different and took the medium that they had at their time and their paint, everything, yeah. and pushed it to the max to express themselves and express whatever they wanted to say. Yeah. And, you know, they didn't have access to the technology we have access to now. And with that, like you and Quran, like, I, I don't know other projects that are doing that. And that's pushing the medium. Like if, is it, if this was paint, like you're pushing that to the max. Yeah. So yeah. You guys are just like doing something so different. And we're in, we're driving to my house and it was like a, a long drive. And I was sitting in the car and I was like, dude, do you understand how important this is? Yeah. And you were like, 
nah, bro. Like, <laughs> and I was like, seriously, like in the space, the thought put into that, the you guys spend so long on it, like that's major. And despite whatever happens, like artistically, to me, that's like groundbreaking. That's an interesting take on it. Cause that's not, that's wild. That's not like, I think being in the generation that I am, like my brain doesn't immediately go to that take. So like when Nathaniel's telling me about that, I'm just like, that is a sick ass idea and that'll be really fun. But that, what you're saying is actually an incredible point because it's like, well, technically what they're doing is taking the tools, like you're saying, they're taking the tools that they have and they're doing whatever like great artist has done and that's pushing it completely to the end. Because I very rarely, and I think it's because like, I think it's because like I grew into where the internet is now. Like for instance, when when I was in high school, like I had like a flip phone, like shit like that. Like the internet was not like that. So for me, everything that happens is like on the cutting edge. So I'm like, oh no, you don't like have to push it. Like we're already like so on the edge. itself is a cutting edge in a sense. That's know? what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 like it's so fascinating to me already that I can make digital <laughs> art. Mm-hmm. But like for you, you probably like wait, like in grade school, you probably already had Facebook and whatnot. Yeah. Like I didn't. You know what I mean? So it's like for you, it's like that baseline internet and that baseline technology is probably very normalized. So it's like, oh, what Nathaniel's doing here is like, yo, you're actually like you're actually pushing that edge. Which, like, that is, like, so fucking powerful. And you're right. You're right. That is, like, a special fucking thing, actually. I think, like, it's shit like that. It's shit like that. Like, whether or not... How do I put it? Whether or not something lands or does well isn't really important. Because I think, like, when it comes to that stuff... It's important on, like, personal levels. But I think when it comes to that stuff, there it's just, like, the NFT thing. It's, like, the first dude that was doing it, first guy or gal that was doing it, that was, like, out there was technically doing some like literal like game changing like uh-huh provocative shit like with technology and so i think the more opportunities and this is something that i slept on so much when i was younger because i was just trying to be a good musician or just trying to be a good artist like that kind of thing but the more opportunities that could be new and game changing and like cutting edge that's the shit that moving forward i think is what's really important you know what's really valuable that kind of thing I just, yeah, that's actually crazy inspiring. I want to learn more about async now because that sounds fucking sick. It's cool. And yeah, and Pac is another one of those dudes who like I see and, you know, he causes whatever kind of drama he causes on Twitter and shit yeah. and like whatever. But like the the ideas that he has for his art is like, like this project was definitely inspired by him in a sense. Yeah. About like how do we use like what I fear is NFTs becoming like Instagram 2.0. Yeah. It's just the same stuff that we were all doing before, but I'm trust me, like I'm so hyped artists are getting paid. That's one of the biggest things about this is like, I can't count on like 10 pairs of hands, (laughs) like how many artists that can now pay rent that can now like have a savings account. Yeah. And like, buy like a new graphics card, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Myself included. Yeah, for sure, bro. Like all my homies who like jumped on it and are jumping on it. And like, it's like still so easy to find success in it. And that's like one of the biggest things, honestly, that makes me happy is like, I want to chime in about that, about that exact sentence that you said. So easy to find success for a lot of people. That's a divisive sentence. 
And I think like that needs to be looked at by like social media in general and like just Mm -hmm. by people in general, because what I mean by that is a lot of people like probably even like a younger jaded version of myself as well. When someone says it's so easy to find success. It's relative. Right. Well, no, 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 no. So like regardless of subjectivity, let's say it was objectively true. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When someone says that and people hear that a lot of people like triggers this like, oh, bullshit kind of thing where they're like, fuck them. You know, like I'm just being real. Like there's Mm -hmm. like that instinctive, like they go to like whatever negative thought on it, like Ponzi scheme, pyramid scheme, like buddy was saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing I want to say about that is I think as a, and this is like some shit I'm learning as I get older, I think as like, and like myself, like my young, I wish my younger self would have adopted this, but I think what people need to do is look at why they're thinking that way. Like it needs to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is that a negative thought? Why is there a combat with the idea of like, yo, people are finding like, this is a big come up for a lot of people, even collectors as well. Collect, dude, the resale market is fucking crazy. You know, like I just, I think like it, and and I see you're, you're saying something. So sorry to cut you off, but like, I think it's just like, that ties into the like negativity versus positive mindset where this is not some like a toxic positivity shit. Like I really think people need to be like, what's the issue with everybody winning here Yeah, with like happiness and shit? Well, it usually doesn't work like that. So, and a lot of people have been burned by things that I look, I'm not saying it's easy period. Right. I'm not saying it's get rich quick method. Yeah, what I'm saying is the people who have been grinding their ass off for years with no success are finding success now. And, and, and it's because of NFTs. That's what I mean. It, yeah, that's what I mean in context of that. Yeah, because like that's what it, it's like when you look at this scene, it's like what's really happening is a lot like you're saying, a lot of people that have been hustling their ass off have not been getting a return on this. I mean, like fucking look at a banker, dude. A banker goes to work 40 hours a week and gets paid $15 an hour or whatever, whatever their wages there. And they walk away with that money. You got fucking artists that have been working 12 hours a day, making $1,500 a month for a decade. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, dude. So when you say like this, it's, it's, when you say it's easy to find a success and I'm harping on that because I don't think it's, it's I don't think it's a bad thing that you said that because it's like, yeah, dude, for these people, it should have been easy to find success. It should have been for a long time. Like who the fuck do you know? That's like grinding like 12 hours a day. And I mean, mean like a common person, like Mm -hmm. who, whoever's out there putting in work like that, they deserve some bread like shit you deserve to have a savings fuck you know that's like that's my thing and that's why like when you see like people on social media diving into that kind of darker side of the of of the outlook of the scene i'm like dude well like think about what you're really saying you know what Mm -hmm. you're really saying is these people that are dedicating their life to this shit for whatever reason don't deserve this that's what the underlying rhetoric of that is yeah i get that vibe a lot honestly like it Honestly, like it hurts when I see people talk about like all this kind of stuff. I'm like, do you not see the lives that are being changed? Straight up. Like tangibly, bro. Like, and that's like it a lot of a lot of stuff I see on the internet talking bad about NFTs has this underlying tone of 
you don't deserve to get paid. Like this is shouldn't shouldn't be a high paying job, bro. That's my thing. That's yeah. my thing. And like it doesn't and that never gets looked at. It's yeah. just like because it's it's deep in the rabbit. I think it's like I think it's because to like the layman, like they haven't actually thought about that critically, you know, yeah. because so many people have been posting masterpieces on Instagram for like Dude, a decade. Like so good. Yeah, like yeah. incredible artists. And so it's so normalized. Like, yeah, they just do that. It's like Dude, like you don't just do that. You know what I mean? So yeah. Literally decades of just like going crazy and putting everything into your art. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and I shouldn't say it's easy to succeed. I should say, I should clarify that and say, this is a place for people who have put in that work. And sure. I mean, I see people who haven't put in that work succeed. Yeah. So in a sense, like, yeah, it's easy for them to succeed because they got lucky and like talked to the right people and like met the right connections and or maybe their work's just inherently good and catchy for the internet and like yeah. shit like that. And there's some bad actors out there who like try to gamify it and look at it like how can we milk the most money out of out of this and take advantage of it. But for the most part, like nine times out of ten, the people I see succeeding the hardest, fuck render, for example. Dudes Dude. putting in so much work for so long, biggest clients out there. I don't even know, dude, but shout out to fuck render. Dude. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Um, another dude, uh, Baca Arts. Dude. Yeah. I watched, when I first got into 3D art a few years back, I watched the first tutorial that like I could sit through and was interested on was this Photoshop manipulation tutorial that was Baca Arts. Yeah. And one day, a few mo- a month or two ago, I woke up and he commented on one of my pieces of art on Twitter. And I was like, this Hard, that's I, was like awesome. I was like, this can't be the same dude. Yeah. It was the same dude. Yeah. And so we started talking. And like we're friends now, and he is another one of those dudes who like huge success in the space. And I like, I don't know what people think when they look at that. I'm like, bro, this dude first of all put up a YouTube channel to try to teach people years ago. Like he's the whole reason that I probably stuck with art to a certain extent. Like if I didn't watch that tutorial, who knows if I would just given up because everything else is fucking boring on YouTube to me. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. The fact that he have a savings account and he can fucking ball out a little bit like he's put in that work dude yep like personally speaking i when i was doing my everydays dude i was doing it on tour i was sitting in the club an hour before my set before i played music on my laptop like fucking hacking away yeah yeah 4d like it's like i i don't i don't know man like my my favorite my favorite story of like the hustle is like when my sleep schedule got fucked for like two years so like (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, like, this is like a real thing in my roommates, though. When you say a lot of times when people say that, they're like, oh, crazy, you're staying up till 4 a.m. No, no, dude. For literally two years of my life, I was going to bed at 10 a.m. and waking up at 4 p.m. Yeah. So, and the reason that was happening is because I would get, I would do about like 16 hour days. Like, that was the thing. I do like 12 to 16 hour days. And I was telling y'all about it. I have this this problem where I'm like, if something isn't solved, I it'll keep me up. So I need to solve it with my art before I pass out. And so like that got me pushing my sleep further and further and further until I'm just like, I'm beyond. It's like not just not I'm beyond nocturnal. I'm just literally I never see sunlight. And that that was that was the case for two years for two years. I like I like the NFT stuff because something I've noticed that I find really fascinating um, especially when you're considering the people like Baca Arts and Fuck Render and whatnot, is that it's kind of the only thing in my lifetime that I've ever seen that puts me in the same room as you 
and puts Nathaniel in the same room as you. You know, you put you put oil on canvas, you know, like you at you sit down, you make you make paintings, you make tangibles right now, like the work is getting done. Like artists are artists. Artists are going to hustle. But prior to NFTs, there's there's Instagram and then there's like the artists. Traditional art. Exactly. There's traditional art. Instagram was never in Mocha or never in galleries until fucking people, bro. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, tell people. Yeah, tell people. That tweet where it's like top living artists and people's three. Yeah, dude. When I saw that, I like wanted to cry. I yeah. was like, that that's beautiful. Did you see the Did you see the video of him crying? Crying? Yeah. Of people? Yeah, it only shows it for a second. It only shows it for a second, but it's a Christie's video. And it's when that $69 million bid. I just know he's like, I'm going to Disney World. So it's on that same video, but you got to look close. You got to look close. It's in that same video. So when he says that, they like start yelling. And then there's a quick clip of people just like that. Oh, he's fully crying. He's fully crying in that shot. Yeah, it's pretty beautiful. Speaking of putting in fucking work, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. So this is what I, this is the best example of what we're talking about. Like not just simply putting in work, but I mean, that guy's been what is it? It's like uh, 5,000 every day or something like that. Like 13 years, 13 years of every day. So what the fuck is it? I can't even do the math on that. Uh, you just hit 5,000 every day sometime in the past year. So yeah, 5,000 every day. There's 5,000 pieces of art, you know? And I remember since 2017, uh, that was when I first found people since 2017, I was like, this dude's trading a body of work. That's un- unbelievable. And I was like, how does he pay his rent? Like, he's just doing these every day. I was like, how does he pay his rent? And he gives shit away for free. Album, he's like, you want to use this for album cover? Take it for free. You exactly. When I was touring and going to festivals, yeah. I can't count how many times I saw people's loops being played because he gave them away for free. Constantly. And that helps so many VJs I know get their skin in the game and be like, cool, I have like cool visuals I can play while I have VJ now that like I'm too broke to buy. And I just love yep. VJing. Yep. Like, so he, the whole time I was like, how is this guy going to pay his bills? Like, I don't, he has to be doing client work. I never, but like, how do you even fit that in with every day's? And there's like this firm belief that I have that work does not go unnoticed. Fundamentally, however long at like a, at like a zero sum at the final, final fucking, at the longest timeline that you can fit at some point in the game, in the game, the work does not go unnoticed. You know what I mean? And so when that happened, it was like validation of that theory where I was like, dude, he he did it. Like, that's it. It came through for him. It came through for him and he fucking deserves to be top three artists mm-hmm. in the world. You know what I mean? Like, he put in that fucking work. You know what's and, crazy about that? What's up? Some people who don't know who people is look at this and they say he blew up overnight. It's insane. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's insane. It is insane. Yeah. I And that's like, a, that's also another case. I mean- Christie's is an actual manifestation of like putting digital artists in the same room as traditional artists, you know, because that is the same exact that is that happening. But he's like the dude where it's like, I think that broke the wall of like, you know, artists are just artists now. Yeah, that's the thing. And all here's like uh, about like the whole about the whole like the financial gain of it all and the stigma that that has. Dude, artists have been a Basquiat in the day. Like back in the eighties, we're selling for like a hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? And it's like, what that dude was he's an artist. He's an artist like all of us. Like, yeah. why 
why would there be a mentality that anyone else that just cranks out art using the mediums that they have, like, aren't going to, like, my point really is that, my point really is that fine art, art of all kinds, a banana on the fucking wall, has sold for a lot of money since, like, the dawn of time. People mm -hmm. collect. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. So I just think there's no difference. And there was nothing that was saying that there's no difference until the NFT. There's so space. many parallels between that paradigm and when it's, I think, changed for the most part now, but even just five, six, seven years ago, where you make electronic music and people are like, that's not real music though, bro. Bruh. I know we've <laughs> both gone through that one, dude. Yeah. They're like, and it, you don't play any instruments? And you're like, I play all the instruments on a computer. <laughs> yeah, and the paradigm there too. Like another another thing there um, is like with physical art. You know, when you buy like a canvas, they the ones I hear a lot are like hanging on your wall. Sure. That's like the thing that I always hear, and I love this. I love that conversation because because like there's so many things to say about that. <laughs> for starters, for starters, with when it, when you compare it to music, it's like well. I can't play wasting your breath. Like I can't play my song wasting your breath on a fucking banjo. You know what I mean? Like you're not hearing that without an electronic system. You just aren't. You need speakers. You need speakers. And everyone accepts that. Nice speakers too. Hey, you yeah. really appreciate it. There you go. But, and everyone accepts that because that's how music has been since like the seventies. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Since there was mediums to play music. Record at, music. Yeah, exactly. And so that's just accepted. Mm -hmm. Now, when you look at digital versus physical art, what you're lying if you say that you don't spend over half of your day looking at a screen. You know what I mean? You are lying. Like I, I know boomers that I've worked with in the restaurant industry that like you kids look at your fucking. They'd be like, you kids look at your phone all goddamn day, all goddamn day long. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like you do, bro. You know, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, everyone does it. Everyone does it. If you're walking in downtown LA, there's screens everywhere. You know what I mean? So that you can just knock that. You can you can just knock that barrier right down. Like, dude, we all have digital mediums to look at art all the times. You, you, got, you got iPhone wallpaper. You got desktop wallpaper. You got a screensaver on your fucking TV. On your TV. Yeah, exactly. Every constantly right and that's only gonna evolve more that's only gonna continue more and more i mean like back in like the early 2000s when they started putting fucking lcd screens and like pimp my ride cars you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like it, now yeah like uber drivers have lcd screens in their cars now mm -hmm. it's like they go everywhere so it's like you can you can knock the whole like where are you gonna look at it that you're gonna look at it all the time now the other one which is like my favorite is the paying for pixels thing which i i love so much because this is this is my thing. This is my thing personally. With a Basquiat, with a Da Vinci, like it doesn't matter. With like any any Rembrandt. You can go to FedEx today if you want. You can go to FedEx Kinkos today and pay $80 to have them print the highest fidelity Rembrandt on a canvas, <laughs> on a can on a piece of canvas right now. You can hang that up on your wall. $80. You have a Rembrandt. You know what I mean? So it's like why would people buy a Rembrandt? Dude, because it came from Rembrandt. Yeah. It's the real deal, you know? And, like, the other thing I don't think people realize is these, like, the super uber-rich collectors who do collect the originals from these famous artists, most of the time, they hang a print on their wall and they put the original in a storage where it doesn't deteriorate. 
That's a whole nother thing. Exactly. But it's it's the concept of I own the original that like is all that matters. It doesn't matter what you're looking at on the wall yes. at the time. I mean, cool. Yeah. Museums, you go in a museum and you like, it's cool to look at the brush strokes and stuff like that. But like, that's such a small part of the story that gets so overemphasized, I think, in the conversation. I mean, you can also have like a replicant. You can have someone paint a replicant. Like the reason they those pieces are beautiful is not because someone like has the ability to paint them. It's because someone did paint them from, you know, they made that painting. And, I mean, besides, I don't think anyone's replicate replicating your shit, to be honest. Yeah. So you, your stuff is spaz brain. It is I've wonderful. Seen people try and it's weird. <laughs> and it's weird. Like this looks like Fuo, but it's definitely not Fuo. <laughs> I think it's funny when people are like a JPEG just sold. It's like, bro, you don't say a stretch canvas just sold. Yeah, that's like another thing. <laughs> a piece yeah. of paper with $20 worth of oil paints just sold for $20 million. <laughs> it's like, yep. It, yeah, if you want to. Also, yo, shout out to that. Fuck it. Who, who printed that again? It was someone really big. It was like New York Times or someone like that. But yeah, yeah, I think it was yeah shout out to them because it wasn't a fucking JPEG. It was a PNG. And it was probably 16-bit. I'm just saying. It was very high high uh, fidelity. Yeah, it was, what is it, 21,000 pixels or something like that? Yeah. Hey, man, like that's... 21K? Uh, it's still an expensive pixel, but... <laughs> yeah, right. But, I mean, look at the fucking money in your wallet. It's a piece of paper, bro. It's yeah. what we assign value to. That's true. Look at the oh, numbers. Oh, God, your, that's a whole at, other Look level, at the yeah. numbers in your bank account. <laughs> there are numbers on a yep. screen on your phone that you assign value to. It's yep. like, it's not what it is... In the physical world. Words are just scribbles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're just, we're just <laughs> making fucking weird sounds with our mouths right now to convey a message. Like, it's, it's, I don't understand. That's the best take. I never thought of that. But yeah, it, it's like, yeah, technically everything we just kind of assign value we to. We just assign value to it. Yeah. And like, that's the same thing happening here. We're just assigning value to a new thing. Yeah. Some people catch on to that sooner than others. Yeah. And it turns out that... If it's a really good idea, the people who catch on onto it first get a head start. Yeah. That's also, who, who the fuck doesn't like to collect art when they can? I don't right. like. I that and support lives of people alive. Oh, right that's now. a huge thing. Yeah, I, I mean, my I life love is collecting like, art now. Yeah, like I haven't gotten NFTs because I I'm speaking transparently here. This is probably too too much for the pipe, but like I haven't come up enough to where I'm like I. Cause my thing, I'm I'm an artist, so I'm not gonna buy some like I'm not gonna fucking screw someone over and get like a three hundred dollar NFT. Even though, like, if I find an artist that I like, I don't like. Especially, I'm gonna look for like new ones that aren't getting high bids. I'm going like five k. Like, I'm gonna be like, dude, no. Like, when I buy my first piece, I'm I'm going at least like three ether on that. Cause yeah. it's like, dude, like you don't you don't, don't want to like you look at someone's price history and you don't want to undercut them. You want to add value to them because you appreciate them. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. the best feeling in the world when I go to someone's pieces and their last bid was like one ETH and I'm like five. <laughs> <laughs> Fio, yeah. Fio just did that to me the other night. I, oh my god! I, I, I had something reserve set to two ETH and then Fio tweeted. Fio was like, "I just bid on this," and I was like, "What Fio do this time?" <laughs> what did you do this time? I like, went and looked. It was like seven, and it's oh just, my it's goodness. just like, and it's not like I asked for that. You fucking sweetheart! It's, it's just like Fio fucking like I know Fio appreciates my art, and that's like a genuine thing. And yeah. I try to do that with people too now that I've made some big sales, like people that I respect, people that I look up to. 
yeah. where I see like they're just kind of entering the NFT space. And I'm like, so, like someone like outbids me by 0.1 ETH, I'll come back a whole ETH higher just to be like, no, like this is valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 